when I can be authentic, I create more space for other people to be authentic. When I can apologize to you and be vulnerable to you, that means that you're going to be able to apologize and be vulnerable to other people because we just created a place where it's safe. Welcome to the Life Athletes Podcast, where those who succeed in the gymnasium of life share their stories, experiences, and strategies for personal growth and development. Remember, it's never a good time to take a vacation on your development. So let's start now with your host, Alejandro. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is Alejandro. I hope you're doing well today. And if you're not, I would encourage you to think about what is good in your life. There's always something that we can find in our life that is good. It's all about that focus. Our focus becomes our reality. I want to start off with that. And if you listened to the last episode of the podcast, our guest, Charles Matthews, is again with us this week. This is part two. I just broke up that interview we had into two sessions because it was so robust with, with gems Charles was sharing a lot of really insightful things that I think need some time for us to process. The more we think about these things and then begin to find places to implement them, the better it will be for us. So I'm going to get into that interview in a second here. Remember, I do value your feedback and comments, so you can reach out to me at lifeathletespod at gmail.com. That's lifeathletespod, all one word at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's get back to our interview with Charles. One, two, three, four. Busted. We know that emotions are, are caused a lot of times by, by what we're thinking. So the story that we tell the ourselves. The story that yeah. we tell yeah. ourselves. Yeah. So tell me more about, again, the, the nuts and bolts. In that time that I am allowing the storm to pass, what do I do? Do I create different stories maybe that are more productive for my mood or walk yeah. me through that process there as are there questions that I can ask myself like you say okay I'm feeling sad and I'm yeah. feeling sad because I think I'm going to go broke uh, yeah. but then what so then do I yeah. ask myself another question and say well if I go broke well, then what's the worst thing that could happen walk me more through that yeah. process of yeah escalation and letting that mood pass yeah yeah I'll tell the story from my own life I've been feeling anxious lately just about the state of the world and and I am also you know starting a new business I'm doing public speaking and and more trainings and workshops with adults and um you know I'm feeling anxious and and sometimes it's hard to sleep and what I what I've reframed for myself or what I've noticed about my anxiety is that it's always around something that I care about and I like it. that's it's okay to care about stuff that's good and when I notice the first thing that I notice when I'm kind of on the surface, right, is like my stomach hurts. Uh, I get a little heartburn. I'm not breathing fully. Maybe I get a little sharp or snappish with my wife. Those are all of the, the, the sort of the physical, man, the physical and emotional manifestations of my anxiety. But when I can reframe it, I'm like, wow, there's something that I care about. What is it that I'm caring about right now? Oh, I'm really caring about making this new project work. And then the, the, the bad connotations of being anxious melt away. I'm like, oh, I'm in a place of caring right now. Caring is good. I care about my wife and I having, having money. I care about having purpose in the world. This is completely normal and natural. Yes, my stomach 
is in a bit of a not yes sometimes i have trouble sleeping but it's because i care so it is a, it's a retelling of the story yeah. it's not that i'm a terrible person it's not most of the time if i don't do that investigation i believe i'm anxious because i'm screwing up right that's the that's the amygdala telling me fight flight or freeze you're screwing up you're about to get eaten you're you're embarrassing all your elders you're you're yelling when you should be quiet in the jungle and the lion is right there you know all those old 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 stories but really, I'm just anxious because I want to do a good job. Mm. I care about this. And that enables me to just downshift all of the secondary anxiety, right? Like I'm anxious and then I'm anxious about being anxious. or I'm frustrated with myself because I'm anxious and it's holding me back from doing the job. And when I can take that secondary emotion and recognize it for, for love and care, like, oh, I can be a little bit happier in this moment. I can be a little proud of myself in this moment. I'm proud of myself that I care so much that I'm anxious. Yeah, and to, is... you know, to go back to the example we were talking about, you know, I'm about to yell at Alejandro because he didn't meet his goals. Okay, why am I yelling at him? Why am I so angry? Because I'm afraid of what my boss is going to think about us. Okay, well, that means I care about what my boss thinks. I care about what my boss thinks about this work unit. I can express that to Alejandro. Alejandro, I really care that we do a good job. And that we do good by our by our guy by our by our lady who's who's looking us over. I need you to step up, and I also need to know from you what it's going to take, what support you need to reach your goals. So by telling a different, by just noticing what I care about, I care about looking good. I can tell you that. I can tell you I care about us looking good. I care about being respected in this company. What can I do to help make that happen? It looks like that is the explanation of honoring the emotion because there's yeah. nothing wrong with the emotion, right? It's, it's, it's it. you have this emotion because you care, but then you can use that reframing to take action that will be productive or that will benefit yeah. other people. It'll benefit you, it'll benefit those around you as yeah. opposed to taking destructive action like a lot of times we can take. Right. Uh, and, and by being vulnerable to you, by mm. being vulnerable to you, like I care about this. I want to look good. I want us to, I want us to perform really well because I want us to be proud of what we do. I can build relationship with you. And if you're not, if you're, if you're at least somewhat psychologically healthy, you're going to, you're going to respond to my vulnerability with alignment and loyalty. If I yell at you, you're not going to, you're not going to maintain loyalty to me. I'm like, my boss is a I'm not going to work hard for him. I'm going to take extra vacation time. I'm going to steal more sugar packets from the break room. You know, I'm going to undercut, you know, whatever he does. But if I say, Alejandro, I really need you. I need you on this because I want to look good because I want us, to, I want us to all be proud of what we do here. You know, maybe if you've got a personality disorder or you were really, really badly treated, you know, by your father as a child, maybe you still won't come around. But in that case, then we got to find something else for you to do, whether it's in this company or not but at least we're not butting heads. We're still in relationship. Yeah, I love that explanation of it. Now, the reality is, depending on where you are in that development continuum, you may have blown up. <laughs> Let's just yeah, say yeah, that yeah. I did go off on you. Oh, you blankety blank. Right, you blankety. Yeah, I, you're I making totally me went look off. bad, yeah. Or, or at home, I mean, I, I, yeah. as a parent, sometimes, Man, I think, well, I, I really just blew that one. And yeah. I read something that, that you wrote. I, I believe it was, it was a, a piece, a, a blog post about apologizing. Yeah. 
And what I loved about it was, and I want you to talk about it, but what I love about it is that you said that most of the time we take the apology from our perspective. So tell me more yeah. as far as, because I think as guys or everybody in general, but I know guys in general, we can certainly get better yeah. at that. But walk me through that process of what is the best way to apologize and how are we maybe taking the wrong turn and yep. internalizing it? And how do we make it more effective when we think yeah. about others? When you, when you F up Alejandro, when you yell at your kid or your wife or your direct report, like what do you want to happen as quickly as possible? You want it to go back to normal and you want to be a good guy again, as quickly as possible. You want to be the good dad. You want to be the good partner. You want to be the good boss and just have everybody forget that thing that happened yesterday. So when we apologize from that place, when, when we apologize, again, we're, here we are with, with being in that, in that space of discomfort. When we want to get out of that discomfort as quickly as possible, we make the apology about us. I'm sorry. It always starts with an I. Why isn't it, you know what, Alejandro, I noticed when I yelled at you yesterday, the, the look on your face, and I'm guessing that you were just really upset that I treated you that way. So I can make the apology about you and your experience. Like, I'm guessing you're wondering whether or not you want to, you want to keep working for somebody who, who treats you that way. And I, and I totally get that, but I'd, I'd like to hear what your experience was yesterday about that. Cause I, I want to, I do want to get past this, but I want to get past it with a better understanding between us. And that gives you an opening to say like, yeah, I was really shocked. I couldn't believe that you treated me that way. You know, I, I made one mistake and it's, it's going to be really uncomfortable for me to hear what you say next. I'm really, I'm going to, okay, I got to square my shoulders. I got to take a deep breath. Alejandro is going to give me feedback right now that I'm not going to want to hear because it's going to be about how I was yesterday. I want him to see how I am right now. I want Alejandro to see how awesome I am right now, but no, we're talking about what happened yesterday. Okay. He's going to tell me I didn't like being treated that way. I felt really discouraged. I, I started looking for another job. Or, you know, you know what, I, I went home and yelled at my kid, man, because you got me so upset. Like, okay, I hear you. I hear that you, you really didn't like being treated that way. You were really shocked. You thought we had a, a better relationship than that. You thought I, I respected you more than that. I get it. I get it. And I just want you to know you're right. That's not the way you should be treated here. Those are not the values that we believe in. Those are not the values about how we treat each other. So I'm going to do better and I'm going to do better by I'm going to meditate just five minutes in the parking lot before I come in. Because to be honest, Alejandro, I am full of concerns and care. I want so much for this work unit. We are just so close to being the best and I just care about it so much and I, and I lost it yesterday. So I'm going to take five minutes to remind myself every morning that I believe in you. I believe in Marta. I believe in Bethany. I believe in this whole work unit. I'm just going to remind myself of that every morning so that I can come in and not do this again. So I'm going to make a concrete change that's going to prevent that from happening again. And I hope that matches. I hope you'll give me an opportunity to, to repair that damage. And by the way, here's a, you know, here's a gift card to the local steakhouse or, or whatever. Or you can have my parking spot for the next three weeks. Just as just a dumb thing. It's just a little thing, but it's just, I want, I want you to have a concrete thing that shows you that I'm willing to repair this relationship. And you know, that's a, that's a, that's a kind of like 
a worst case scenario apology. It doesn't necessarily have to be that lengthy. It doesn't have to, doesn't, you don't have to fall down on your knees and bang your head against the floor, but to make the, to make sure that I work to make sure that when I apologize, I'm doing it to repair the relationship, not to just get myself out of my discomfort that I work to make sure that I go to where the discomfort is because you're probably still there. You're probably still steaming. You're probably still hurt. So I got to join you there rather than trying to paper it over. When you do that, I'm going to connect it to something you said earlier about it's okay if you're not okay or it's okay. Yeah. Maybe what you say in that, in that apology that you're concerned about them going to the past yeah. and, and giving yeah. feedback it seems that the more though we have that intelligence to say, hey, whatever they're telling me, the reframing could be, whatever they're telling me is for my own benefit. Absolutely. It's not in a personal indictment. And even if it is, they have the right to their opinion, but I know I'm okay. I have enough evidence to show that I'm okay. I, I think that's sometimes the piece that we forget. It's yeah. all of the evidence in the world that shows us you're an okay guy. You have some friends. You've been able to make a living for yourself. You, you have people who love you. But we yeah. tend to throw that out and want to protect ourselves yes. and start getting defensive and, and, and not listen to maybe something that they can add to us that can make us better. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it takes that healthy ego, right? If our, if our ego is momentarily or frequently fragile or brittle because it's based on external things, because it's based on trying to adhere to a model of masculinity or a model of leadership that is just brittle, that it's not really based on being rooted in relationships with, with your family, relationships with the natural world, relationships with the people you work with, then yeah, it's easy to get knocked off the, the, the pedestal and fall and break. But like you said, if I've, if I can remember, you know what, I, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a beloved child of the universe, you know, whatever, whatever your spiritual uh, rooting is, you know, my kid loves me most of the time. And I know, I, I think what's really useful, and this is a crazy idea, but that we are both at the same time, terrible people, and beautiful, wonderful people. Those, those things are true all the time at the same time. Like I'm literally, you and I are both literally made out of elements that were forged in an exploding star. Like that's, that's an absolute scientific truth. That's remarkable. We are both at the, at the end of a chain of stupendously successful creatures that didn't die before they reproduced, right? Every single one of my ancestors was a stupendously successful critter. It's fantastic for millions of years, billions of years. And at the same time, my job seems to be to eat beautiful organic food, beautifully prepared and turn it into literal crap that I flush away. Like, <laughs> like those, both of those things are true, right? It's like on the one hand, we are, you know, beautiful creatures of the universe endowed with this incredible intelligence and this ability to love and care. And there's a selfishness and a, just a base nature where we're afraid, we're anxious, our stomach gets tied in a knot. We often try and make ourselves feel better by making somebody else feel worse. We have to be really careful of that as leaders. Like, oh, we have so many opportunities as leaders to make somebody else feel worse because we hold the reins to their paycheck and their, and their success in life. So just knowing that both of those things are true, that helps me show up in an apology because I'm like, yep, there I went again. Yep. And I am also 
you know, this amazing product of the universe. Both of those things are, yep, I totally effed up. Yep. And I will F up again. Mm. And I'm just doing, and I, and I will be right here. I have the strength and the courage to be here for Alejandro as he tells me how I effed up. Yes, I can do this. I can show him that I'm here for him. I don't want to. I really want to, I really want to ignore it. I really want to go eat a bag of chips and, and ignore this, but I'm going to be here for him because I am also not just a, not only am I a constant F up, but I'm also somebody with courage and strength and love for my fellow humans. I did have this question that I wanted to ask you because it seems like we're getting to that piece now. You've talked about authenticity mm -hmm. in the past in your podcast and some of the things that I've heard you say. So how do we deal with that? How do we understand or how, how are we true to ourselves? And yeah. I know it's, we could talk about this all day, but yeah. I did, that's something that I wanted to build up to because you've talked about authenticity, but what does that mean? I think for me, it means, it, it means that willingness to, to see all sides of oneself, right? It's if, if all, if all I build my, persona around is all of the good things that I do or all of the ways in which I'm crappy. That's not a fully authentic persona. An authentic persona is complex. It's contradictory. It has multiple occasions where both things are true. Contradictory things are true at the same time. Uh, it's not easy. But I know that when I show up that way, when I, sh when I say to my wife, I'm really scared. She's like, okay, all right, I got your back. Or I'm really joyful. And she's like, that's great. I haven't had my coffee yet this morning. Can you hold off just a little bit? Um, when I'm true to what I'm exhibiting in the moment, while at the same time knowing that that's going to pass, knowing that I'm not going to be fearful later, that I'm not going to be joyful later, that I'm complex. And when I can show up, for, show up and reflect and help other people be complex as well, that feels really great when I can give other people permission to be angry and happy, to be really afraid of a new project and to be excited about this new project. Like let's, let's go around the table and talk about what we're feeling about this new idea that we just got handed and I'll just fully, fully emotionally. Like, what do you feel about this? Are you happy about it? Are you excited about it? Are you scared? You feel like this is going to take your career to the next level? Are you worried that you don't measure up to these expectations? Awesome. Let's, let's be fully honest and true and authentic in this moment and notice that it's okay. So yeah, you're, you're, you're wearing the black hat right now. And then that thinking hats model, you're wearing the black hat. You don't think this is going to work. Got it. I don't have to try and convince you to be different. I don't have to try and set you against somebody else over here. It's like, yeah, you don't think this is going to work. Got it. Okay, next. So wow. when, I can, when I can be authentic, I create more space for other people to be authentic. When I can apologize to you and be vulnerable to you, that means that you're going to be able to apologize and be vulnerable to other people because we just created a place where it's safe. When I can be authentic, I create more space for other people to be authentic. When I can apologize to you and be vulnerable to you, that means that you're going to be able to apologize and be vulnerable to other people because we just created a place where it's safe. So that enables me to be authentic with you because she's allowed me to be authentic with her. And then that leads to where we started earlier on in our conversation that it provides us a better headspace, if you will, to ask questions, to reframe, to tell a different story that can 
that can get us to a place of, of moving forward because we all Absolutely. have these visions and these dreams and these goals that we want to achieve. And right. we want to do it in a way, like you're saying, that shows your gift and it benefits those around you. And right. in our situation, it could be an organization, our families, et cetera. So it, it seems like we went back full circle, but maybe it starts with that authenticity. Yeah. And it's, it you know, any, any place on that, on that cycle is, is where it can start noticing your own emotions mm. is, is one place to start telling other people what you actually feel can start there letting your emotions pass through you like the weather instead of being worried that you're going to get stuck in a, in a mood and the climate is another place to start helping other people. If you can't do it yourself, you might be able to start by actually helping somebody else name their emotion. Alejandro, it sounds like you're feeling really frustrated right now. And you go, oh, no, I'm not frustrated. I'm angry. You're like, okay, got it. Got it. Great. Now I've, now I've learned a little bit about emotions. So there's lots of different entry points and it does take, but I think probably the most important part is that readiness to be uncomfortable hmm. and to, and it's just, it's okay. It's okay. Of course you want to be comfortable all the time. Of course you want to always be the best. Of course you want to be completely competent all the time, but what's the, what's the phrase? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yes. Right. You, we need to go back to your question early on. It's like, why, what is it about development? Are you willing to be stretching almost all the time? And yeah, it can be tiring. So it's like, go ahead and give yourself a break. Go ahead and go do something that you're really good at. Go ahead and find whether it's bowling or writing or playing music, you know, also give yourself opportunities to do something that you're really good at. You feel really comfortable at um, playing guitar. I wish playing guitar for me was something that, that, I'm, that I'm really good at and always feel really comfortable, but it is a place. You just go and play an old song that I know really well. Awesome. I don't have to be learning right now. <laughs> These are some really, really good nuggets, Charles. Wow. I think there's a lot there. What I like is a lot of the practical advice here or insight, I would say, guidance mm -hmm. that we can yeah. experiment and, and try depending on where we are. This has been great. I, I, I do have to switch now and kind yeah, of lighten yeah. it up a little yeah, bit. I love how we, how we went in, but are you ready, Charles, for the lightning round? Okay. Okay. I feel anxious. I feel excited. <laughs> Who is your favorite musical artist? It could be musical group or genre. Just one right, of them right, or all three. Yeah. It's up to you. Right now, it's, right now it's Jason Isbell. Jason Isbell, a Southern guy playing mean slide guitar and, and speaking truth and being vulnerable. All right. Pizza or sushi? Pizza. Do you think you're an introvert or you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I'm a gregarious introvert. Gregarious introvert. Favorite place you visited? Chicago for four hours in between trains. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm See, almost there's a whole story to, there. There's no, there's no lighting right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you do to, podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking there'll be another podcast for that one. What do you do to relax? Yeah, play guitar. Something that you want to be remembered for. I want to be remembered for being, it being safe to be around me to express whatever was going on. And someone who was very influential in your life. Yeah. Peter Green, that, that camp counselor from when I was 14. 
All right, man. I mean, look at that. You made it, man. <laughs> that, that, right? <laughs> I feel joy wow. and relief now. <laughs> I, I like to close each podcast out, Charles, by asking you and asking my guests if there is one takeaway, one thing you could communicate yeah. to the listeners. Yeah. What would that be? I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak to the men out there, my, in particular, my brothers, my brothers, my brothers, my brothers. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. That's my, that's my takeaway. You're going to be all right. Charles, if we want to learn more about you, listeners, et cetera, and you have a podcast, yeah. what's some information where you can be found out there in, in the cyber world? And if they want to hear more about what you do, you and your wife. Great. So the podcast you can find at rocketfeather.com uh, or you can search for Rocket Feather Podcast in any of the podcast apps. And then the new, the new project is at charlesmatthews.com. That's C-H-A-R-L-E-S-M-A-T-H-E-U-S.com. That's Portuguese. Charlesmatthews.com is probably how we should pronounce it. Great stuff there from Charles. I do want to add that he has started another podcast that he does with Mark Green. It's called Remaking Manhood, Healthy Masculinity Podcast. I think you should check it out. If you liked what you heard here, they go even more in depth in his podcast. So make sure you look him up. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is adding value to you, please go to iTunes or go to Stitcher, rate and review us because that helps us to build this community and deliver content on a regular basis. Until next time, friends.